On today's show, we have to get the Clippers' perspective on Ty Lue because everyone keeps telling me they want Ty Lue to coach the Bucks, and I don't understand why the Clippers would want to get rid of this man. So we're going to find out what the heck is going on with the Los Angeles Clippers. And then at the end of the show, Mike Budenholzer did say his farewell on social media today, and I saw a nice reaction from Bucks fans. So we'll talk about that as well. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked on Bucks. My name's Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on this show Monday to Friday and also find my work over at ESPN. And for the first time, on Locked On Bucks. Our friends from Locked On Clippers are joining us. Darian Vaziri is here. He covers the Clippers on a daily basis. And I have to say that it has been a fascinating podcast to follow this year because the Clippers are a team that there is always something going on uh, in LA. So we're going to find out more about the Clippers today. Uh, uh, today's show, I should say, is brought to you by the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code Locked On NBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, for Locked On Bucks and Locked On Clippers, we thank you for making it your first watch or first listen of every single weekday. Even though our off-season started a little bit earlier, we appreciate the support because there's plenty of interesting storylines uh, right throughout. So drop a, a like, a comment, subscribe, follow, all those things. Uh, free to do, and it really helps us. Darian, good to have you here. And I'm a little bit confused about what we're going to talk about, but let me just ask you straight up. What's it like covering this Clippers team? Because I feel like it would be always interesting, but also always frustrating with the lack of ability for this team to stick together and stay healthy for one run. Well, first off, I want to say, Kane, uh, really nice to be on the show. I checked out your guys' episode uh, with you and Frank after game five. <laughs> yes. I, just, I just had to hear what you guys were saying. I mean, it was it was a crazy situation. Uh, I apologize to any Bucks fans. You know, hey, there's – we're also not happy with our season either. So yes. the, the, the silver lining is at least you guys got your championship two years ago. We still haven't really delivered. So to answer your question, it's pretty stressful. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's a complete joy for me as a lifelong LA native and Clipper fan. This was my 18th season as a fan. I always say that at the top of my shows. And this was the most disappointing one yet. And, and then I say that having watched a team that won 19 games uh, in hmm. 2009, like it's the expectation that kills like it was just we thought it was all going to come together this year. Kawhi was back. We have the supporting cast. We have Ty Lu, and we just, as you said, we could not stay healthy at all. There were a lot of things behind the scenes that were really weird. Some involving Ty Lu, which I know we're going to get into, and it was just a dysfunctional season. So, as far as covering the team, the fun was being on Locked On Clippers, being on my own platform, talking about the Clippers, and kind of coping with the fan base but yes. it was stressful i'm relieved that it's over like truly it was it was painful this year yeah we talk a lot about the fact that locked on bucks and people don't have to agree with me and i'm totally fine with that but part of it is therapy i think for the fans as well so this season 56 games for paul george in the regular season 52 for Kawhi leonard paul george isn't there in the postseason Kawhi is going absolutely crazy then he has a knee injury that basically ends the season and we all understand that so for the Clippers that have had this little core together for a few seasons now, from a Bucks perspective, 
everyone's looking at the idea. Well, I, I think something needs to change. They've already done that with the head coach. You spoke about some things going on behind the scenes. What do you think the state of the franchise is right now in terms of do they want to give this another go or do you think there is big change coming? They're going to give this another go. But when I say this, I mean Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Okay. This year there were confirmed rumors. And part of the reason why Ty Lue's name is even in this conversation, I, when, when you messaged me and asked me to be on the show about Ty Lue, I'm like, does he know something I don't? But yeah. there is some validity to the rumblings of Ty Lue potentially being unhappy because there was a clear difference in what the front office wanted the team to look like this year, Lawrence Frank and Jerry West, and what Ty Lue wanted the team to look like. Ty Lue sees the game of basketball from a point guard's lens, him being a point guard that played in the NBA. He likes point guards. He doesn't really believe in positionless basketball. So at one point of the season, the front office strong-armed him to start Terrence Mann strong-armed him to start Terrence Mann because Reggie Jackson was playing so poorly and whatnot. And that anytime you have the front office stepping over a coach, I mean, these coaches all have egos as well, and rightfully so, there's going to be some problems. And I know for a fact Lawrence Frank wasn't pro getting Russell Westbrook. In a press conference after we made the moves for Bones, Highland, Mason, Plumley, and Eric Gordon, he said if there were any point guards that we felt fulfilled our needs – because the last couple of years, everyone's saying the Clippers need a true point guard. We tried Rajon Rondo. We tried John Wall. Reggie Jackson was kind of our guy for a little bit. But we still didn't have anyone that was a true floor general. And when we put Terrence Mann in the starting lineup, we were 10-2 and two in the last 12 games when Kawhi, Paul George, and Terrence Mann were healthy and starting together before we got Westbrook. So that led a lot of fans to say that we didn't need him. But Ty Lue, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard – They've been adamant since the beginning. They want a point guard. So Lawrence Frank, he said in the press conference, if there was any point guard that we felt would fulfill our needs, has to be able to shoot. That was a clear sign to me. He didn't want Westbrook, but he was convinced otherwise. And a big reason is because Ty Lue loves point guards. So this season, you saw Ty Lue visibly frustrated at times. There was one game against the Grizzlies a couple of weeks ago towards the end of the season where we're pretty much like every game counts. You know, we're trying to battle for home court advantage. We're playing Memphis on a back-to-back. We are – actually, I'm not sure if it was a back-to-back. We had one day off. But Kawhi Leonard's playing. He's playing decently. We're about down, I think, five points at half. And randomly, Kawhi Leonard sits out the entire second half. And Ty Lue apparently had no idea about this. None. Hmm. Which do- makes me – like, if the, fr- if the medical staff sends the Clippers on a road trip and they don't know – that Kawhi Leonard is coming out. I, I just refuse to believe that the medical staff would make Ty Lue's job harder. Maybe that's Kawhi's camp and the whole, you know, Uncle Dennis and the report, you know, the Kawhi injury <laughs> stuff that carried over from San Antonio. But the point is Ty Lue was visibly frustrated after the game. That didn't seem normal to me. And he also said later in the season, I'm frustrated, but uh, because of other, some other things, very vague. So it was very clear to me that there were some things going on behind the scenes. There was also his love of Marcus Morris, who the front office and all the fans wanted to be replaced in the starting lineup. And it took him till I want to say the last month of the season to do it. And I also think there was still some front office pushing him to do that. So the main reason you're hearing rumblings is because the front office wanted to lean into this wing heavy team that the Clippers have assembled. And Ty Lue likes the guard heavy approach and often was criticized this season and rightfully so for playing too many three and four guard lineups. 
Yeah, it's really fascinating because I think if you look at currently the composition of the Bucks roster, they don't really have a true point guard either. They do have a superstar, which I'm sure would be intriguing to Ty Lu as well. So I've got a bunch more questions, including uh, what are the positives of Ty Lu uh, as a head coach, his contract status, and uh, basically just a temperature check on where you think uh, he would be in terms of potentially leaving the franchise, perhaps a percentage number of what chance you think this is going to happen. But the Game Time app, uh, friends of the podcast here, sponsor of today's show. And unfortunately, if you're a Bucks or a Clippers fan, uh, you got no need to look for last-minute tickets for NBA games right now. But there's plenty of other sports that you can get involved with. Baseball, obviously, if you want to get tickets, concerts, all types of entertainment events as well. So buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is fast and easy, and it's the easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you as well. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of event. They have exclusive flash deals on tickets. Uh, for all those events we mentioned. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So download the game time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and the redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, again, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks and Locked On Clippers your first watch or listen of every single weekday. Uh, as we're just diving into here, there is endless stuff to talk about in the off-season. We appreciate the support. Drop a like, a comment, subscribe, all those things. It's free to do, and it really helps us. So uh, what are the good things about Ty Lu as a head coach then? That that sounds pretty dysfunctional. And honestly, I've I've heard bits and pieces about that, but that sort of a uh, word from someone that covers the team on a daily basis is fascinating. And you can see why there might be some frustration there. Ty Lue just signed a long-term extension to be with the Clippers. So it, it is fascinating. But if you're a Bucks fan and there is a possibility that Ty Lue could be your head coach, what are you excited about? What, what is Ty Lue, uh, what are his strengths as a coach? Because I think universally he is understood as one of the better coaches in the league. I think Ty is really good at finding guys that may not have been utilized properly on their previous teams and getting them to be rejuvenated, not just on the court, but mentally. Nicholas Batum, he hmm. was supposed to be washed, done. Everybody's talking about that he was overpaid from Charlotte. He has become a cult hero in terms of the Clippers in fan base. You know, we have the Batum Battalion now. Yeah. Like, Ty Lue has really gotten the most out of him. He legitimately revitalized Reggie Jackson's career. I mean, Reggie Jackson now, and I love this guy to death, but he's on the Denver Nuggets team. He was expected to be Bones Highland's replacement, and they found out pretty quickly, much quicker than Ty Lue this season, that he's really not playable in a playoff championship contending team's rotation this year, this version of him. He's older now. He's had a lot of mileage the last couple of years, but Ty Lue got the most out of him. How about Russell Westbrook? Everybody was talking about him in the most negative light that he's been painted out, painted out to be in his entire career, but he found a way to get the most out of him. Ty Lue is, I would say, a player's coach. He really is. Now, I don't know if there are players that don't like Ty Lue behind the scenes. I don't know about that. The only reasons a player, I think, could dislike Ty Lue is they, the normal athlete competitive thing where you just don't feel like you're getting enough minutes in whatever sport you play. That's normal. But Marcus Morris, Reggie Jackson, even Paul George, the way he's gotten the most out of all these guys after certain rough stretches in their careers is so impressive to me. And he's also – sometimes he takes too long to adjust, but he adjusts. 
He's very sharp. And in the playoffs, I still would put my faith in him. Over the course of a regular season, he did some questionable things this season. But what I will say is this. If you have a self-motivated team, even if you miss like a Giannis or a Drew Holiday on a given night, you best believe the rest of that Bucks team will be playing hard and won't be completely clueless. That's one thing I'll say about Ty Lewis. He's found a way to get the most out of the Clipper teams when we don't have our stars. And I got to give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah, I find it that really interesting. A couple of things that you said. First of all, you know, maximizing the perhaps some untapped potential in guys. I think that's what the Bucs are probably looking at. They're looking to bring in a new coach and see if they can get anything extra out of this team because they don't have a lot of flexibility in terms of the roster. So let me ask you this then. How desperate are you for the Clippers to keep Tyler? Not desperate at all because okay. the thing about Tyler this season, um, he didn't have a good season. He didn't have a good season because he leaned too far into this guard-heavy approach when the whole narrative and a proper narrative around the Clippers going into the season was, we have all these wing players. Now, I get it. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard's lack of availability hurts that vision. But you had Robert Covington, who had over 30 DNP coaches' decisions this year after getting re-signed for $11 million a year this past summer. That's not normal. That's a clear difference in opinion of his skill set with the front office and the coaching staff because you can't how do you pay a guy 11 million dollars a year this past summer and you give him that many dnps i understand if he played and was awful and you're like yeah i just didn't work out but that's not what the case was with roco one of my good friends is season ticket holder loyal listener he actually had a jersey customized that said free roco on the back just to let you guys know how bad it got this season and i know bucks fans know robert covington's good because i know you'll remember that game in 2022 where he turned into richard lewis (laughs) or something but that and then fan favorite terrence mann who's a utility guy tyloo doesn't really believe in him as a point guard going back to the point i made about he doesn't really believe in positionless basketball he would play guys like Reggie Jackson, Norman Powell, Luke Kennard together in small ball lineups where we had no center. So, like, imagine Robert Covington and Nico Batuma, your rim protection, and then those three average to below average defensive league guards are in the backcourt. It was, it was just food on defense for other teams, and it took him a long time, a little too long for a coach with such, such a high basketball IQ to make adjustments. So the only reason why I'm not desperate, some Clipper fans may disagree. A lot of Clipper fans are calling for his head this year. I'm not that extreme about it, (laughs) but me personally, just Darren Viziri is a defense first guy. So I view things from a defense first lens. Ty Lue clearly is sees things from an offense first lens, shot creation, that kind of thing. So from that point, I fundamentally disagree with him and wouldn't mind if we went a different direction with this team. But if Ty Lue comes back, I'm still going to support him 100%. Yeah, all right. That's interesting. All right, then. So then the big question, because I just woke up over here in Australia. Someone has sent me a screenshot of a Reddit post with someone on the Clippers board saying that guarantee Ty Lue is going to be coaching the Clippers next year. So let me ask you this. Uh, sorry, co- coaching the Bucks next year. Mm. Apologies. What do you think the chances are that Ty Lue leaves? And I have to imagine, and there'll be other... Uh, you know, names in the mix we've spoken about them. Nick Nurse, obviously, is going to be right up there. But if Tyler leaves the Clippers, I feel like he's walking into another job. I think the Bucks' job is the most attractive in the market. So what do you think the chances are that Tyler is coaching Giannis and the Bucks next season? 40%. That's still pretty <laughs> high, honestly. It is, but yes. 40%, I'd say. I think 
it's tough to say because Lawrence Frank in the exit interview said that why wouldn't I be coaching a team? But it seems so rehearsed. Like, I just I just don't know if I buy it. There was clearly because I'm not going to knock certain journalists, them reporting things out the blue. I don't believe it because when I hear secondary sources that things aren't like, uh, you know, the things I told you in the beginning of the show, like him being frustrated with the whole Kawhi thing and saying I'm mad about other things and the whole Terrence Mann and Marcus Morris you know, Terrence being inserted into the starting lineup, all that stuff. Maybe he would walk away. And I also want to acknowledge that Tyloo dealt with a lot this year. He lost a lot of people in his personal life and he still just trudged on and, and was still our coach for every game. So besides, I think like one or two where he was sick. So I got to give him a lot of credit for that. He put up with a lot, no load management for him. Hmm. But um, I think it's, I'm just going to take Lawrence Frank's word for it. Given what Tyloo's done for our franchise I think he'll be back next year, but I, I honestly think there is a strong chance that he they mutually part ways in some way, shape, or form. There's a there's an aspect of if I'm Ty Lue, do I want to deal with this next season? It's not like regardless of what I'm saying about playing more wings, and I absolutely think even with Paul George and Kawhi out, he had the opportunity to play wings, and he played a lot of guards, and it hurt us. And obviously, playing his favorites, Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris. When he first came to the Clippers, my favorite thing about Ty Lue was he didn't pick favorites. But then when he was there for a couple of years, he built these personal bonds with Reggie and Marcus and he just held on to them too long and didn't do what was best for the team. Quite honestly, it took till them having to get berated online for him to remove him from the starting lineup. And that's just not cool. And I think that his personal relationships, he's a good people person. I will say that, but yeah, I think overall he'll probably be back with the Clippers. I assume, but there is an aspect of he could be frustrated with the lack of availability and all the drama and want to just go to a more functional organization, which I think the Bucks are, but you might have more insight on that. No, I think it's a fair call. We've always spoken about the stability of the Bucks, So it's interesting uh, for those two reasons. That's my thoughts as well. The front office stuff uh, and clearly just, it has to be annoying for Ty Lue that every year in the postseason, these star players aren't there because we've seen when this Clippers team is healthy, they are a team that can, uh, do some real damage and, and maybe win a title. So we'll see. I'm sure it's frustrating for the fans and uh, interesting for you covering the team as well. well. Hey, we appreciate the time today. We're trying to roll through and get uh, get into a bunch of different candidates and get the inside word. So uh, this has been an, uh, a lot of fun for me, man. Thanks for jumping on. No, thank you so much. It was awesome. All right. We're going to keep rolling next. I'm going to talk about Mike Budenholzer saying goodbye to Milwaukee. And uh, there's saw some fans that were a little bit emotional about that. It was a nice goodbye uh, there from Mike Budenholzer. So we'll get to that next after we talk about prize picks. Every day of the NBA playoffs or finals, one praise. Every day of the NBA playoffs and finals, one prize picks user will win a chance at becoming a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern time will be randomly selected each day. Whoever placed that entry will be given a six pick flex with the following payouts. If you get four correct picks, you win $16,000. If you get five correct picks, win $80,000, and if you get six correct picks, you win a million dollars. Full details can be found at prizepicks.com slash million. You must opt in at this link to be eligible for the million-dollar entry. Once you opt in, all you have to do is play the game like normal, and you can be the lucky winner. And PrizePix is the best fantasy app around. All you got to do is pick two to six players and predict if they will score more or less than the PrizePix projection in a certain category. You went up to 25 times your money on any entry, and it's not competing against other people. It's just you and the projections available. And PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch. doesn't just have to be NBA. can be MLB. can be NHL. You name it. 
and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe and fast withdrawals, and currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Just download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit 50, price will give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right. So to close out, I want to thank Kane for having me on Locked On Bucks. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I know a lot of it is stuff that you guys already knew. As far as Ty Lu going to Milwaukee, I was pretty shocked when Kane asked me to be on the show that, you know, obviously it is the offseason. So we are just searching for content as hosts, but. It's an interesting conversation. Ty Lue going to Milwaukee. Obviously, it's not even worth talking about really on this show until we see him part ways with the Clippers or, or get fired or whatnot. I don't think even if Ty Lue leaves, it's going to be that he gets fired. I think it'll be some kind of mutual parting of ways where Ty Lue's like okay to leave and he's like not fiending to stay. Because as I said, the availability or lack thereof of Kawhi and Paul and the front office kind of having a different lens than him that may cause him to leave. It's been frustrating. There's a lot of pressure on him. He can't seem to build any continuity or chemistry throughout the course of the season, which hurts his ability to find consistent rotations and lineups. So the Bucks, you'll have a lot more stability there. And I think he would like it. And plus, you don't really got to worry about guards and lack of defense when you have the best defensive guard in the NBA, pretty much, with Drew Holiday. So I don't know. I think Ty Lue, I the only point I do really agree with that Kane made I shouldn't say that, but what I do agree with is that if Ty Lue does leave the Clippers, absolutely, I think he could take the Bucks job. It's very in the realm of possibilities. And why wouldn't he? They're a championship contender. He's right back in the championship conversation, if not in louder in the conversation with Giannis. So we'll see. As of now, my pick is that Ty Lue stays around, just based on what Lawrence Frank said, even though I don't really fully trust that. But... It's hard to say because Tyloo has such a great reputation, especially with the media. You know, I know he has a lot of friends in the media too that don't really blame him for anything and didn't really give him any slack for this season because, as I said, it is difficult. It is difficult to go with, go through what he went through. But at the same time, he could have been better, and I've talked about it so many times of the various reasons why, just the decisions he made with certain guys, as I just talked about with Terrence Rocco and et cetera. And, of course, the leash that was longer than – Fruit by the foot <laughs> with Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson. But yeah, Ty Luke Clipper coach for their foreseeable future. I wouldn't entertain that Milwaukee noise just yet. I see him staying. But what? let me ask you, the commenters or the listeners, do you think Ty Lue will be the Clippers coach next season? I haven't asked that question yet, and I haven't really done any episodes on Ty Lue yet. But don't worry, they're coming. And I'm going to give my take on that. But let me hear yours first. Do you think Ty Lue should be the Clippers coach next season after two great seasons and one fairly horrendous season, even though in the playoffs it wasn't really his fault, even though he still made some questionable choices like putting Marcus Morris back on the team? I don't know. You let me know and in the comments. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Game to Game, NBA, and also get ready for Thursday's episode, or I'm sorry, Wednesday's episode on Paul George's player grade for the season. 
The age-old proverb can... Oh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at Dime Dropper Pod. Make sure to subscribe to Locked on Clippers on YouTube, Dime Dropper on YouTube for even more Clipper and NBA content, and subscribe to Locked on Bucks because why not show some love to our folks over at Locked on NBA various teams. The age-old proverb continues. Go Clippers.